Although the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s was dedicated to improving the plight of African Americans in this country, there were many white leaders in the movement who dedicated themselves to the cause. Many would challenge them, saying that it was not their movement to work for. According to these leaders, however, the movement was not just for African Americans, but for all Americans. Bob Zellner was one such leader. Zellner is perhaps the most unlikely of civil rights foot soldiers. As a native white Alabamian and a son and grandson of Ku Klux Klan members, Zellner risked literally everything he had in the world when he decided to join the civil rights movement. And he would tell you now, some 50 plus years later, that he has never regretted it a day in his life. As a young college student, Zellner decided to join SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, an organization now famous for its sit-ins, freedom rides, and its dedication to pushing the envelope on voting rights throughout the South and eventually at the federal level. Zellner went on to become the first white field secretary of SNCC and worked in both Alabama and Mississippi, including a stint in Macomb, Mississippi, where he was severely beaten for participating in a civil rights march with students. Zellner has since dedicated the entirety of his life to work on achieving equal rights for all Americans. Even now in his 70s, Zellner remains active and is always happy to impart his wisdom on the next generation of civil rights foot soldiers. Utah State University students Adrian Bustamante and Miranda Vance caught up with Zellner to find out more about his experiences in youth activism and the challenges of being a white leader in the struggle for the civil rights of African Americans. Well, I originally became involved the same way that young people today are getting involved as a student, basically. I found that I was not free to do research on civil rights, even though I was in a class on race relations. Several of us went to uh, meet with Dr. King, uh, and as a result of that, we were asked to leave school, and we were threatened with arrests by the police. So I found out very early that uh, segregation didn't just apply to black people, that my own freedoms were being curtailed. My First Amendment freedoms, which I knew I had a right to. The young people of my generation were inspired, first of all, by the young black men and women who uh, started the lunch counter sit-ins. But there was a whole struggle in this country to uh, end racial segregation and to really achieve equality. And we knew what was right, the right thing to do, and we felt like we were in a tiny minority if we were willing to do something about it. And uh, it was Mrs. Parks who said, you can't study this thing forever as students, you have to take action. That's why I got involved. So you have to decide what you're willing to take a risk for. And usually if the shoe starts pinching hard enough, you're going to do something about it. So I think it's up to young people to decide what are they willing to take a risk for. Now my uh, inspiration was from the Freedom Riders who came to my town of Montgomery, Alabama and uh, really to my campus as well. And um, when they were so brutally attacked in Montgomery, Alabama, we visited them in the hospital. And we said, your freedom ride is over. And those freedom riders who were bruised and battered and broken said, oh no, as soon as we can, we'll get back on the bus. And we said, if they treat you like that in Alabama, when you get to Mississippi, they're going to kill you. And they said, we know, we've written our wills. 
So that was our example, people who were willing to die for something that was that important. And so what I ask young people today, what are you willing to take a risk for? Is there anything uh, that you're willing to die for? And whatever that is, that's going to be your passion.